Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, Cousin South, coming to you, Mikey Meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, yeah, babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess, and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Darren the Parley Kid, and Brother Bry, what is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How you doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, I want to wish you all a happy Max Scherzer day. Three for $130 million. The Mets signed them. <laughs> it's a long way to go. I get it. Long way to go. But my God, if in October you got Scherzer and Jake DeGrom, one and two, that's pretty good, Parley Kid. It's pretty damn good looking into any series in October. World but. Series title or bust, baby. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's it. Good lay. It's good for the Mets. The Thank Yankees, you. Uh, I, if you're a Mets fan, how could you not be excited? Should be super excited. It's Have only, to be. It's only should really be making the Yankees be better, but it doesn't seem to be doing that. It's kind of a weird thing that's Who happening. Who even mentioned the Yankees? Why are you talking about the Yankees? That has nothing to do with the Yankees. It, really has, worry about it, it does have a little to do with the Yankees <laughs> because this is the same thing that Mets fans, the Yankees have never, Yankees, fan, Yankees never spent like this anyway. Mets fans used to complain that the Yankees spent about half of this money. Mm. Uh, but now, well, they but, have spent a lot on a pitcher before, right? No? I don't know. Uh, no, like, I mean, like, $45 million a year, I'm not so sure well, whatever, about. Whatever but, the top, um, tops was. I mean, the Jimmy Key day. I mean, you could, you could go back yeah, in history. No, They're look, always signing uh, Look, them. the Yankees, have, uh, they've been the biggest spenders in Major League history. That's what I want you so to say. So okay. I can't say they haven't been. <laughs> uh, but um, good for the Mets. I think this should always spur on the Yankees management to do something. <laughs> so I think, in, in a way, it might help. And the bottom line is, now the pressure, it's all on the Mets. Seriously, if you don't win the World Series this year, Mm -hmm. the season is a bust. It's the way the Yankee fans feel every year. Now that's on the Mets. You must win the World Series this year. I guess. It seems to be a lot of pressure on other teams who are uh, above the Mets in terms of futures. We go to Fandle. Like, I mean, the Mets are still fourth. Yankees Mm -hmm. are 12-1, to Mets 11-1. You got Dodgers six to one, Astros eight fifty, and White Sox. White Sox still up there. Yeah, that, those are ridi- that's ridiculous. I mean, I guess that's <laughs> based on you don't know Degrom's status because you don't really hear much about him. But yeah, um, I think uh, the way the Mets, the, you know, payroll based uh, should be them and the Dodgers. That's well, it. listen, I you know I don't know who else was up for Scherzer here, but uh, if nothing else, it's a great defensive. You don't want the Phillies getting them or some team like that, well, right? I mean, then, then, then Scherzer's a, being a negative. Scherzer's a bulldog. I, yeah. How do you not love? He eats up a ton him? of innings. All you're right, his arm flamed out gonna, a little in the playoffs, but we'll take it. We'll take it. It's a lot you, of innings. You got to be super excited. Good for the Mets. Yeah, long suffering fans. They deserve it. All right, let's talk about Harry. Now, Harry coming to us. Um, well, you're not still in Ann Arbor. You're back, Harry, although nobody would really know you were there. You didn't post anything except like the night before eating pizza in a restaurant, I guess, weak, in, very in, in, in Arbor. What the hell? You were at the game. You had a a, a classic game. Did you storm the field? Didn't so storm questions. The, didn't storm the field, but, you know, just the service there was terrible. Nothing was going through. Ken's phone service. wasn't going through. Room yeah, service? service? Oh, the Ken yeah. think there was going to be room service at the game? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, I apologize for not sending anything from the game. Just It wasn't working. It wasn't sending, and I couldn't send it. just wasn't going through. Uh, at our hotel, Why didn't though, you storm the field? At least someone else might have picked you up on you. Like Jawan Howard, you could have gotten the background of that famous clip. I mean, it seems like you were the only one not on the field. I know, pretty much. Uh, but uh, that was from basically the uh, student section that I actually got to go. We were way too far away from that. But uh, in the morning, you couldn't it did have see- down? Uh, they didn't like it. 
I mean, uh, you could have snuck down. Ken, Ken, Ken was crying too much. He was he was so cold all, all day long. Just had to leave after we finally got we got lucky. We bet we bet pretty good on uh, betting the over 64 and a half. Everything had to go right at the end for us to get that over. We got there yeah. in the beginning of the day. Uh, the game day crew, ESPN game day crew were at the same hotel as us. I met Bear. I met Lee Corso. I did ask mm. Corso on the I did ask Corso. He was carrying like three suits and like a and, and his backpack and and his and, and a suitcase. And I said, Coach, love you, man. Uh, Syracuse have a shot against Pitt tonight. He stopped for a second, looked at me, didn't do anything, and then turned his head back around and said, kept walking. So I guess that's a no. <laughs> I guess that's a no. That's a no way. I'm talking to this uh, whatever I just looked yeah. at. That's a, right. that is. Uh, yeah. things, things, things weren't any different though. In Detroit, I was in the casinos for about 20 hours combined yesterday and a couple of days before making the bet. So nothing you changes. You hit on roulette. What'd you play? Roulette. Uh, I, I, I played betting on sports. Did all right. Like I said, had over uh, 300 is a big bet for me. 300 on the Why over of the Ohio casino State game. Do that. I feel. Uh, I mean, you at least like the table games. You, you yeah, put your you, you had to play sports 50, bets in. There, you had to play fifty dollars a spin at roulette, which is ridiculous. Mm. So then I got there just in the nick of time. I played my uh, on my uh, on Sunday my uh, my teaser on extra points hit um, and I, my video pick, and I had a bet straight on Atlanta and Cincinnati. Easy winner. By the way, these guys give out free picks on extrapoints.com um, every single day, and we have an arcade. Uh, Right there, free to play. You win a nice golden hat. Only uh, the Parley Kid and I have them. Actually, they're in the mail, Parley Kid. They're on our way uh, this week. We're going to be getting those in the mail. But extrapoints.com slash arcade. Now, we do uh, all the Extra Points staff. I think there's like 15 of us. We go head to head. Harry took the lead for the first time in 12 weeks and for about an hour. I just snatched it right back from him. I'm in first place now, Harry. You blew it. What were you? I like a game, right? Yeah, yeah. You got me Uh, by a game. By a game. And I think we have something different tonight. All right, Brian, let's go back to Thursday. Congratulations. You have bragging rights. Raiders beat the Cowboys in overtime. Uh, Cowboys looked like shit. Everyone (laughs) thought the Raiders packed it in. Well, that was like a a weird, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to parlay. Can we get your thoughts too, but I I don't, uh, for our team, I don't want to read into it too much. It was a game. We could have maybe should have won. Defense was terrible. Gave up over 500 yards. There was no Darren Waller and he still gave up all those yards. I feel like if Diggs doesn't get a pick, it's a it's a coin toss as to how the defense plays the rest of the day. We were missing two of our lead pass rushers on offense. We're leading, missing our two big receivers. We should have won the game. We won the coin toss in overtime. But Brian, congratulations! Now you're back in the playoff pick. Yeah, thank you. Well, I, I thought it was going to be a close game. I, I was watching the game on Thanksgiving with Darren and and the nephews who are all Cowboys fans. But I didn't really. I didn't really rub it in. Um, I thought we would play tough in that one. I, I still think we're going to suck maybe the rest of the season. Um, I thought we played the better overall game, but it was a weird one. And one of the reasons I wasn't really rubbing it in is because I wasn't, I'm not used to this as a Raider fan kind of being <laughs> on the better side of some of the calls. Like I, you know, most of the calls probably, you know, were legit. There was a lot of ticky tack shit. Um, early, mm. early in the game, but I felt it, I don't know. It felt, it felt different. It felt weird to be a Raider fan and be in that position where, um, you won because of some pass interference calls. Yeah. It didn't feel weird for the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, uh, who was that Brown Darren? I mean, if he was playing, I was saying if he was playing on my son's varsity team, I would demand that they cut him. What the fuck? What was that? I mean, there were guys in there that had no business discussing, by the way, your Raiders are three to one to make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. It's so, yeah, so jumbled there. Six and five. There are three six and fives and a seven and four in that um, AFC West. 
But Parley Kid, this week we have the Saints. We'll get into that uh, on Thursdays. Uh, we'll we'll pick the game and the side and the prop and first touchdown, all that stuff. But um, I don't know. Uh, McCarthy's out now to COVID. I almost is more of a bummer when the assistant coaches are out than McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if that's going to uh, hurt the Cowboys at all. I don't know if it's hurt any team. It seems like when the head coach is missing, yeah, it doesn't seem to really affect them at all. I think. The Cowboys, uh, it might be a little, um, you know, some you know, clock management might be a little bit better uh, without McCarthy, et cetera. Uh, hmm. I think we're still trying to get over this loss from the other night. Uh, it just doesn't I, – I don't know what to say. They've seemed unprepared. Um, you know, the book on the Raiders, from what I understand, is you don't blitz against the Raiders. Uh, the Cowboys blitzed a lot often uh, that game. Uh, Carr is one of the better quarterbacks against the blitz. Uh, they left their D backs on an island. Uh, obviously, and look, the Raiders attacked uh, the Cowboys' weaknesses, right? They certainly did. They didn't throw much against Diggs. You saw a lot against Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a couple of those were very questionable. After watching yesterday's game and basically seeing uh, guys getting held all over the place and no calls being made, I, I wonder if the league told the refs to tone it back down a little bit after that debacle. The other night for mm. both teams, really. Uh, but bigger plays obviously went in favor of the Raiders. Um, by the way, Sal, Quinn is Dan Quinn has been great. His the defensive call on third and 18. Oh man, in that overtime is just uh, terrible. It's uh, just the straight man to man, right? They, the Raiders needed at least 15 yards to have any shot at a field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, why they're basically man to man coverage in that case. Literally bump and run off the line. Yeah. Made no sense. It made no sense yeah. to have that. It was a terrible defensive call. I don't especially know. when Carr knows he could just throw it up and it's a 50 50 chance that's going to be a completion right. or a penalty. And, I mean, more, he, more than that at that Sal, point when there's 14 flags on each side. And, and here's, here's where the NFL has to change the rule. And I, 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 I think you guys would agree on this. I don't mind the pass interference calls. But you cannot reward the quarterbacks on poorly thrown balls. If yes. you underthrow a ball, you you cannot get a pass interference call for it. So they're, they're barely they're I'm barely sorry. calling uncatchables on balls that sail uh, right. into the front yeah. row. That, right. So I, I don't know how I don't think they're taking a step towards that. But you're right, Parley. Like, and it needs to be some kind of you, weird. Uh, you, some, they can't Eli Manning everything where everything's uh, eleven yards underthrown, but. You know, you got the defender got his forearm on on uh, you know the 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 pec muscle of the, <laughs> of the wide receiver. Like I don't I don't know. You got to figure something out. I, I don't think they will though. I just don't. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones now running away with offensive rookie of the year minus two fifty. Chase <clears throat> Jamar Chase two to one. Uh, Harry, it's no man's land after that. It's like with Najee Harris. He's not winning fifty to one. I'm just trying to think if like Chase and. Jones got hurt this week. I think one of them would still have to win it. Pitts, um, Fields. I don't think any of those guys, even uh, with injuries, would win. But, well, yeah, uh, it really is two fifty. Yeah, I think it's Jones though, because Jamar Chase. Even though they uh, rolled uh, Joel Steelers yesterday, <laughs> still four straight games for him, fifty yards or under. Yeah. Uh, and in his next start, Jones is going to go over three thousand yards, seventy-one percent completion percentage for rookie. Remember last year in Alabama, he completed seventy-eight percent. He's gone to six different uh, Patriots, for, uh, six different Patriots, 25 receptions or more, and he's doubled his touchdowns, interceptions, blocked for them, especially considering the way they're rolling with six wins in a row. 
He's good. He's damn good. And I think Simmons, I hate to say it, was right. He's like, I see a lot of Brady in him where he'll well, throw like an interception that's dropped and he'll throw like a long pass that he'll way overthrow it. And if you can't take advantage of that, then uh, he's kind of got you where he wants. Yes. And plus, his defense is just going nuts. You know I mean, this is this is your team, Polly Kick. Congratulations on yeah, all the I'm Patriots so success about right now. This team, I really yeah. am. Uh, I I love this team. I love it. You know what's so crazy? <laughs> Polly Kid was bummed that the Patriots didn't get Max Scherzer. I was like, all right, they can't do it at all. <laughs> it's gonna be all right. I <laughs> I I tell you what. Here's a I I think I looked this up last week. Jones <laughs> has a higher completion percentage right now than Brady has ever had in his career. Yeah. So you know that. That's how good he's been. I mean, at this and point in the say, season, he's saying, a dinker yeah. and dunker. Brady right. was a dinker and dunker for a couple of years too there in, in Patriots land. You know, so Jones, I'm not so, so I'm not comparing. Brady's the best of all time, but yeah. Jones but Mac is Jones having is second best. an exceptional, yeah. exceptional year. Uh, yeah. Really, he looks like a he looks like a veteran out there. He's mm. he's been great. Um, man, you got you got to really like what they're doing. The Patriots. Big matchup coming up for them. Well, here's the thing. I think they're like 10 to 1 to win the whole thing or somewhere in that. Three weeks ago, they were 10 to 1 to win the division. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, they'll be a game and a half out if they lose to, if they don't upset the Bills and Buffalo. Now, they have another one against Buffalo in a few weeks. But um, game and a half would be tough to make up um, with all these teams. With the, although they do end with Miami and, and the Jets. So, uh, man, it's going to be tough to keep them out of the 12 win range, right? 11, 12 win range. Right in there. Steelers, babyface Joel Solomon's team. They seem to be done. But again, this is like a, a another thing where if they go four and two, do they have a chance? Are you are you waving the white, terrible white towel or whatever you want to call it? Babyface? Well, they still have uh, the Ravens twice on the schedule. I mean, twice, it, right. Yeah, I, I, w- I wish this team would get put out of their misery. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Browns continue to lose. And uh, I mean, the Ravens don't look that, I mean, yeah, they don't look that much better except they, uh, you know, Tucker bails them out, but you know, I, I don't know. Big Ben is, uh, uh God, it, it, it doesn't look like he can, he can pull out, pull Still out a, a lot of people defending him and saying like, you know, he had to pick six, but you know, and, and they have him in there, I think just to get hurt. I think Tomlin's had enough. I mean, why would he be in there? They have three points with four minutes left. Why is he even in there in his shape? Uh, anyway, but you're 36 to one to win the division. I can't remember the last time. And this is a Steelers team that never finishes below 500. When was the last time you were 36 to one at this stage in the season? It's been forever. Um, Ravens minus 200 plus 230 for the Bengals, nine to one for the Browns. I think it is the Ravens brother, Brian. I don't know. I just, just by virtue of they win like shit every week, but they keep winning. Yeah. They're finding ways to win. I I would still take the Ravens there minus 200. You know, if, if they beat the Bengals the next time, they they kind of almost wrap it up because the Bengals still have the Chiefs, the Chargers, the 49ers, yeah. Cleveland. So uh, I think that the Ravens have the easier schedule. Plus, I mean, they have the Ravens still have Green Bay, I think, and the Rams too at home. Um, they can make no make, one's got an easy schedule. Like all yeah. four of those teams have a disastrous schedule, but you're right. The Ravens have the Steelers twice. Did we say that? And they have so now the Browns have a bye, and then they come back against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So they have Ravens by Ravens. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't. I think you're right, Joel. It's a Tucker Bellsmouth, whoever, whoever said it. Um, minus 200 might be a decent price for this team that we can't, we scratch our heads. <laughs> you had three interceptions and six passes, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, and <laughs> they're going to win crazy. this division. Harry, break it up with Cousins. I labeled him the Logan Roy athlete of the week that I think he got the most F offs from everybody in the country, right? I mean, it was a Cousins, Wentz, 
Or who else would it be? Stafford, Bry? Who got oh, the yeah. most? Yeah. If you, you could put Stafford in. Yeah, I would put Stafford, Stafford in that list. Stafford definitely got a lot oh. of... Hey, he was getting killed yesterday on social and social media. Social yeah, I, th- media. I guess there's killed. a way to measure negative tweets and stuff. We should come up with it. But I think Cousins overall, um, I just, I don't know. I feel like more people bet Minnesota or something, but I was reading a lot no, of I Cousins. Just, not, I, yesterday. Think, I think Cousins comes across as a jerk sometimes, Sal. Uh, yeah. That people just don't like well, him. Darren still, I mean, he's 3,000 yards. I mean, I, I know, I know. Listen, listen. Fine. I know. 20, I, know. 20, I mean, look at the stat line. 23 touchdowns, three picks. Somehow this team, because the NFC has some bad teams in there, they're still the seventh seed as of right now. Now, maybe they lose Cook for three weeks. That's a big hit. But 10 of their 11 games a season decided by eight points or less. They still have Detroit. Uh, the real well, Pittsburgh Steelers left on the schedule. Uh, Chicago <laughs> twice in the piece of crap Rams. You got so you they still got a shot. So I'm not giving up. I yeah, know, Harry, you I know. said you're you 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 done, you done with Cousins. You're right, Darren. You're right. But I'm just saying they still have that. Ch- I'm, I'm not done just yeah, yet. Yeah, there's a lot of teams because still have. Right Seattle now, has still a shot. Washington has a shot. It's all right. That seven seed still isn't doing anything. But yeah, they have a shot to make to make it to eight and nine and grab that seven Look, spot. They, they get they play Arizona. They should have beat Arizona week two of the season. Lost by the field goal. Of that mess with, from 29 yards out. They can beat Arizona. Know, and who knows how, how how healthy Kyler Murray really is. I, I'd like to know because, um, I, I, you know, it's, uh, you might you might bring this up on your own anyway. So sorry if I'm bringing it up now. The the the, the quarterback play was atrocious yesterday across the yeah. league for the most part. We discussed this in a text message. I, I, I crunched really quick numbers when I was doing it. I think. Um, when all was said and done throughout the games yesterday, there was as many interceptions as touchdowns thrown yesterday. And I'm oh, curious, I, I, I would, I would assume surprised. we normally yeah. get like a two to one type of ratio mm-hmm. or close to that. Yesterday was like a one to one ratio. That's very bad. It seems like the, you know, this is a quarterback league, but yeah, well, the, I, 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 don't, I, I don't want to say anything because listen, I, I love football and in about 10 weeks, we're going to be I'm pulling what's left of my yes. hair out, talking about how the Michael Porter injury is going to propel the Jazz to an easy <laughs> division champion. Like, well, I, like, shit, I don't give a crap I know, about. But, I know. but this was this, and I'm not just saying this because I lost close to $100,000 gambling, but this is maybe the worst <laughs> week of, of NFL in a long time. I mean, it started with that terrible Bears-Lions game. Yes. And then even though it was the most watched regular season game of all time, we saw a ton of unnecessary penalties in that Raiders Cowboys game. And then like you're saying early Sunday, there were 25 turnovers in seven games, parlay kid in those early games. And then the three late games, there were nine turnovers in the three games. And then I don't even know what the hell we saw last night. That was, that was disaster. (laughs) Like, I mean, every time you turned around, the ball was going the other way. But uh, yeah, Crazy. it was really bad. I don't know uh, what Damashek's talking about with quarterback um, saturation, but it, we didn't see it this week for sure. No, um, no, we didn't. We didn't. I want to say the Packers though are dynamite, and with almost without any limitations, they get it done. Like they're on their fourth string tackle. Yeah, uh, right. You know, Rogers has a busted toe. No Adams. You know, yeah, no Adams. Jones game time decision. What are they going to do? Like a. All they do is win, and the line will go from them minus one and a half to them plus two and a half. Every Packers line is fixed. I think we said this, Bri, mm-hmm. and yet we're not taking advantage of it. And maybe we should just bet them at plus three eighty to win the NFC and plus seven fifty to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they show up every game. Yeah, no, they're good. They're good. I, and Lafleur needs to get more credit, you know, because obviously his record, his record against the spread is awesome. Um, they just yeah. seem to have a good game plan. Every, you know, they kind of stick with. 
in these games, like the, even if they're not running that well, they kind of stick with the run and it enables them to throw the ball well. You know, they just have good good game plans every game. And Both. you talk about unlikable, but it seems like we're not making money off Aaron Rodgers because we're not really sure of him right now. <laughs> yeah. like, shit, what are we doing? Let's just bet the Packers every week. Yeah. And now 10 and, and guys, 2 against the spread? Four of the last five, four of the last five games are against 500 teams or less, too. All right, but yeah. well, I mean, they beat Arizona in Arizona. They have some big wins. In, I don't know. They, I, I just yeah. Uh, that, it seems like once every four or five games, right? Probably like five games. They have when they lose, they can look so bad, right? The Packers, yeah. Like they just say they can look terrible, like that first game of the year. But right, but look at lasts. all these other teams. Every lasts. other it's team, like, is right. Every other game. And, and Darren, right. Darren, that's Darren. That's what Darren, I'm the, saying. It never Darren. lasts. It's just go, that's the, it. The Seattle game, they, they went 17 nothing. They went ugly in that game. It just didn't look good, but it doesn't matter. They win those games. They can win 38, yeah. 32, whatever, the, whatever it is. They, and it just never seems like they, it's like back-to-back times they have to punt. It just never had. It's just they're always down the field. Rodgers controls the situation all the time, no matter, like Sal said, who's in the game, who's not, who's injured, who's not. Uh, yep. One more thing from David Purdom's uh, column today. NFL home team 77-101-1 against the spread this season. On pace for the worst ATS season record wow. in the Super Bowl era. 77. So that's almost 25 games under 500 Jeez. for home teams. And I think the home teams all covered the late afternoon games, right? But not the night game. Am I crazy? I don't even know what the hell to do with that information. I'm just going to keep losing money. <laughs> all right. Uh, more misery in a minute. Let's take a quick break. All right, before we get to the Monday night game, let's wrap it all up. It's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. All right, uh, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. Um, I, you know, I forgot about Bryson, Deshaun, but that was this week, Bry. Bryson losing, uh, didn't even show up. It was that was um, when he brought up cupcakes with Kepka's face. I was like, ah, oh, that's it. I'm done. Like he, he had he handed out cupcakes with uh, Kepka's disinterested face. And Kepka was the one who actually wanted to win this. And uh, uh, discuss, I have to be done. Like years ago, I, I swore off the Pro Bowl, which I don't even think is a game anymore in the NFL. I have to be done with the match. The same. Have thing. you, got, Why am have, I have you gotten everyone wrong? Everyone, I think. I'm 0 for 5. Have they been 5? It's something like I'm that. I'm pretty sure I missed all of them because I'll take the slight favorite or heavy favorite or whatever it is, and it'll lose every single time. Uh, I don't know. I can keep going. Broncos plus 7.5. I had on something. I had the Steelers plus 17.5. Plus 17.5 and a must win, basically, oh. and they don't do it. But my biggest bet ache, I think, goes because I don't know how to gamble still after all these years. I have Bama on a big money line parlay with Lopez, right? And so Bama goes down early. And so now I could grab like probably halfway through the third quarter. They're down 10 to Auburn showing, showing no life. Like they're not, they're not going to get the ball past midfield. I'm like, Oh, I can get Auburn at, at even odds. So I take Auburn. I bet all the money I'm going to win on that uh, big parlay. Right? So that cancels out. So right now I just need Auburn. I need Alabama to win. And then I'll like, because this parlay is minus 270 or something. So uh, I still need Alabama to win, but I have that cushion, but I'm not going to win anything because I've already hedged with Auburn. And what happens? Alabama wins and freaking Lopez, a minus 1200 boxing 
um, loses. And I, and we had been tipped off. Like his trainers were saying, uh, he's going through a bad divorce. And I said it on Simmons. Like now I am going to go through a bad divorce <laughs> because I've lost all this money on Tiafimo <laughs> Lopez, who just no shows for this fight. And then is like screaming afterwards that he won when he clearly lost. I mean, I bet him oh. and I lost. Screw you, Tiafimo Lopez. That was Bad disgusting. One. All right, oh. Brian, Brian, let me go to you real Rough. quick. Well, I'll say it all started with Penn State. Well, let's let's start this off. I have a bunch of these, but it all started with Penn State. I think Harry <laughs> jumping on my bed, maybe that, that was my sharp tank. I think that that maybe threw it uh, for a loss there. But I had no idea early in the week the weather was going to be like that. So the passing, passing advantage mm-hmm. right out the door. So I had that Penn State game bet with Oklahoma plus four and a half. So after I lose that, I'm like, all right, you know, this is, this is the typical chase. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to take Oklahoma plus four and a half here. I'm just going to take them to win at like plus 165. Uh, what happens, you know, they blow, uh, of course they lose by four. They would have covered the four and a half. They blow a nine point lead. Ugh. There's a fumble inside the five on that punt that, that gave Oklahoma state the lead. Then no pass interference calls late. There was a couple missed pass interference calls early too. Um, so I lose that one. Then I go to Sunday. I have the Colts plus three. Um, so of course you figure, you know, you're going to, you're going to push that game. Right. Um, but Fournette runs one in for about 30 yards to go up seven there. Um, but then again, in that game, you have Hines, uh, Hines botches the punt. I, I kept oh. being like, I had every botch punt, like over the weekend, like I had that team. It was a, and then nice. you have Wentz, Wentz had a bad, a few really bad turnovers. Uh, and and I got pissed off, you know, when you were talking about the Cowboys Raider game with the pass interference calls. You know, it always seems to benefit certain teams, right? So like the Bucks get the benefit of like two shitty pass interference calls during that game, yeah. And then and then the Colts don't get their pass interference call, and then ball gets picked off, you know. So it, I, I was just getting so frustrated with that because I thought you know the Colts blew that game, uh, and then I have and then thing. I have the Vikings getting four and a half, um, and I had to watch Cousins shit the bed multiple multiple times and he was terrible i know we were talking about this but he really was terrible late in that second half i mean i know they were scoring points but it wasn't to to his credit at all i mean thielen had made like an outstanding catch off of a really yeah, they, off they of ran a really the kickback for a touchdown yeah, yeah, yeah a couple yeah, de- couple decent runs they had um so yeah, but well, you you should have when Harry changed his Super Bowl pick uh, <laughs> yesterday at around you know three thirty Eastern time. That's when we should have known. Oh, let's live bet San Francisco because he now thinks this Minnesota team is a piece of crap is going to the Super Bowl. That's uh, when we should have known right there. I know. And have you ever seen a quarterback with those stats whose receivers it seems like despise him? Like Jefferson during yeah, that game, you could tell was just getting so pissed off. Thielen gets pissed off. It's so funny. I've never seen a quarterback uh, less respect. <laughs> Thank well, I was saying like Stefan Diggs used to give uh, used to give him like the the you know D from what's happening stare down right. like that was it yeah it was like for a good like ten Mississippi count. <laughs> All right, Harry, what's your uh, betting? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I I'm, I jumped down with Brian with Penn State. Um, uh, that was my only loser, by the way, on extra points all week, which I'm 14 and four uh, last 18 picks on my videos. But still, I had Penn State and the, you know, the kicker misses a 30 yard field goal, misses an extra point, had the money line, needed him on a hundred dollar two teamer, had him on a five teamer, which would have got me 700. Of course, those four points were, were the difference on the money line. Uh, I also screw you, by the way, parlay kid and your McVeigh. Uh, affair. Uh, he's a ter- <laughs> it's garbage. They suck. Ram- I had ramps plus three and a half on a seven team parlay plus three and a half. 
that blow that, that, that gets thrown out the window with uh, the Rams tanking, playing terrible <laughs> again. But uh, but also, Brian, you mentioned because I was traveling uh, to Detroit on Friday on Friday, and that Nebraska Iowa game. I need Nebraska plus five and a half on a six team teaser to close it out. They're up twenty one to six heading to the fourth, um, and. I, I don't even know what happened, but Brian <laughs> sent me text messages. But like I said, I was on the plane. I mean, Iowa had a 14-yard punt return for a touchdown. I don't even know what the heck that's all about. The two minutes later, they give <laughs> up a safety. So I'm plus five and a half. Just need Nebraska. And like I said, on a 16 teaser to close it out, they lose by seven. I'm getting five and a half. So it's just uh, brutal all around. The Rams cost right. me. It's just ridiculous. You said <laughs> enough. You lost on a 14-yard punt return for a touchdown. I, I think that's good. That's and the safety two minutes later. As bed achy as it gets. Paul like it once again, unscathed. Good for you. I don't know not, how you do it. Not unscathed. Not <laughs> unscathed. Right. No nothing, nothing tragic. Nothing tragic. All gotcha. just terrible losses. Whatever. All right. Let's hear the song <laughs> one more time, meatballs. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad all right, bet eggs brought to you by our friends at PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. Use promo code ODDS ODDS on your next deposit, and PropSwap will double it to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. And now it's time for another edition of the Extra Prop of the Week. SEC championship game, Alabama, Georgia. What will be the total number of touchdowns scored by both teams overtime included? Harry, what do you think? Total number of touchdowns scored by both teams overtime included, Alabama, Georgia. Six. Six. All right. Fandle already has the uh, over under at 50 and a half. Six is a pretty good guess. I think they had, what was it last week? Was it total touchdowns for McNamara and, and Stroud? And it ended up being two. Is that possible? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, McNamara right? at zero. Yeah. To enter, tweet us your guess at extra points pod and at prop swap with the hashtag hashtag extra prop. Be following both uh, accounts. You have to do that to win. The winner receives a hundred and fifty dollar Georgia championship ticket courtesy of prop swap. Looking good right now. Go to PropSwap.com today or download the prop swap app to find the best odds nationwide. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Yeah, I guess let's talk college here. I had it for a little later in the show, but let's, as long as we're discussing it here, Alabama survives Auburn in the Iron Bowl. How about that, guys? I, I hedge out of the game oh, and then bad. lose any. I, I lose the hedge and I lose the original bet. No one does this but me. Um, Georgia to go undefeated, Bry, is minus 140. Is that right? Does that make sense? So they have to win three games in a row, right? Yeah, I guess that's right. Is that a good number? I'm not sure. Well, minus- I, you know, I guess the thing is they feel like if they win this weekend, right, and they knock Alabama out, like the the remaining teams, they're they're going to be yeah. pretty sizable favorites against. So they're minus 220 to win it all or minus 140 to go undefeated. I don't know. We'll go over the championship games on Friday. Lots of uh, intriguing matchups. And like you said, that Georgia-Alabama doesn't really. Can you imagine? Is Alabama? We don't have Eddie Spaghetti here, but he's going to throw a fit if Alabama loses and gets in. Lincoln-Riley. Is the next is is the head coach of USC? We saw him getting off the private jet. USC fans are surprised they actually made a good hire. He gets the red carpet treatment out mm. here. Parley kid, one job. I mean, I think it's a good move for Lincoln Riley. I mean, he yeah. knew he wasn't going to be able to compete in the SEC. He's like, hey, I'll get five losses in the SEC as coach for Oklahoma, or I could go to uh, 
California and do what I do recruiting wise. And I'll, I'll win that. What is it? The South uh, division of the PAC 12. Like, yeah, he's going to have two losses if everything goes his way. But if you partly could have one job, coaching job, college football, coaching job in the country and don't say Dayton football. Come on. That's ridiculous. But which would you take? (laughs) Which would you take? That's a great question. Sal. you know what? I think Riley's, he's making a great move here. Because a lot of times these coaches really mess these type of moves up mm-hmm. where they think the grass is greener somewhere else and they go and they kind of disappear. Like, um, I'll just use, like, for example, like, uh, I'll use the Dayton Flyers. Seriously, like Archie Miller, right? Are we talk about <laughs> Archie Miller. He was the king of Dayton coaching basketball there, making a good living, could have coached there forever, went to Indiana, right? And never heard from him again. That was it. They He had a couple bad seasons. They got rid of him. So... I think the key here, Sal, is when you're thinking about going pro. And one, I'd have a list of demands I'd have to make, right? You'd have to, I'd have to talk, think about my salary. Mm-hmm. You'd have to beat my uh, $4,500 salary I make right now. Um, <laughs> coaching middle school football. That ain't happening. Right? I mean, yeah. that, I mean that's, that's one. Location, you're loaded, Darren. You're loaded. Lo- location <laughs> is huge. Um, because sure. I, do I want to coach in cold weather, Sal, at this point in my life? Heck no. I don't want to be around cold weather. Mm-hmm. That's that's a factor, too. Um, can I? Can, where can I recruit? Because right, I think I could be a master recruiter. This is Ooh. where I think I could really come in and do my, my work as a recruiter. Do they care about education? Because if they do, I don't want to coach there. <laughs> um, I, I, you got to coach somewhere they don't right. care. Right? What, and, and, and look, this is Notre Dame's biggest problem of why they're never going to get to this, uh, the level that you'd love to see them at is like perennial champs year after year because their academic standards are too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a cousin go there who was a very smart student. It was even hard for him to get into that place with uh, you know a 98 average and a 1400 uh, as one of the top lacrosse players in the country. Their, their academic stance. So yeah, plus I, they're allowing like 125 pound guys like Rudy to play. Like right, yeah, that team, that team's never like gonna. That, yeah, because. No. Because he's right. got like a you know a perfect SAT score. So, yeah, he lives in the in the so, maintenance. So where program. are you coaching, Parlay Kid? Where Academics are you coaching? cannot matter. So Harry, I want to take a program that's that's traditionally good but struggling, like USC, perfect mm-hmm. for Lincoln Riley because he's a hero there. If they win their conference, yeah. So what better place where you can recruit? Academics, forget about Harry. Good, pretty good weather. Where am I talking about, Harry? The University, University of, of Arizona. No. Texas. Texas uh, is the place. That that place, they should. How could you not win in Texas every year? How can you not win? They got the best high school football players, or at least top two or three in the country probably. Mm-hmm. It is a football state. They live for football. Shame on the hires that they've had because these guys have been bums there. Bums. Give me that job. I would, I would, sorry, I'm telling you, I would do a better job. You do, better you job. do better than, I'd give, I'd give you credit. I'd say you do better than Sarkeesian, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and Link- I want to bring Harry on my staff. Yeah, oh, Harry's going to come with me. I'm in. He, my gets, staff. he gets the $4,500. I don't yeah. like Texas, though. <laughs> by the way, Darren, Lincoln Riley in playoff games, though, 0 and 3. Yeah, I'm right, but. This yeah, but he's, a, he's I, gone three years in a row to the playoffs, yeah, right? This is a great right. Move. That's the way to look at this it. This is a great move. These guys who try to – this is a perfect move for them because the USC is down. There's nowhere but up for that program. 
nowhere but up. He can be a hero there. Hero. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it's what you want, right? So if you want to win a national championship, probably USC is not the spot. If you want to avoid the SEC and five losses, then you did a good job, and you're going to make a million dollars. And Texas should be Darren, the premier right. team in that conference. Yeah, but they're going Darren, to SEC right. too, uh, Parley Kid, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a problem. That's a good point, and they'll they'll be buried there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good luck. That's I never would have let that happen. Buried. I never would have let that Sarkeesian happen. Darren Sarkeesian was a bum at USC too. He's. I know he's terrible. All right, there you go. I mean, we all thought you were going to say Hartwick to coach your um, <laughs> your son in the last year, and you know they, that would they been probably barely would have matched my forty five hundred. <laughs> That's right, Babyface Joel Salmon. You have any uh, thoughts on this? Well, I'm excited for Grizz. He's a huge donor at uh, yeah, UT. Our friend Scott. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm so I, I would have definitely thought it was Yeshiva University for <laughs> Harley Kid, but I don't think they have a football. Come player. on, they have, ba- they have on. basketball. They do. There you go. Joel couldn't make it. Joel on the bench for Yeshiva. All right, let's do this. NFL. Uh, it's hard to believe Washington, Seattle. It's hard to believe both these teams won their division last year. I was thinking, like, oh, why did anyone think this was a good game? Yeah, they both right. Seattle won the division, right? Didn't they lose to the Rams at mm-hmm. home? Yeah, last that's year? right. Yep. And Washington won that terrible division. And you can't flex the Monday game. So here we are, Washington is a well. I forgot to look, but they're still a one point favorite. Right. This flip flopped a little bit, but uh, it's hard to believe now they're on a little bit of a streak. No, Seattle's a one point favorite. Forty seven and a half is the over under. It's jumping around. I know they're on a little roll here. Washington is they beat the Bucks. They beat the Panthers. I'm giving Seattle one more shot. They're actually better on the road. Two and three versus one and four. Washington two and five at home. Seattle's only turned the ball over six times all season. That's the best in the NFL. And it's really about Russ's finger, right? I mean, I got to think eventually it gets better. And this is now three weeks after he's come back. They had the bye. Pete Carroll, Monday night, 11 and three, uh, six points per game differential, plus 6.2 opponents, points per game, 17. They played defense on Monday night. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm going against Heineke, a last ditch effort for Seattle. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs but I do like them minus one plus one. I guess they're minus one. Now, Bri, you're with me. Yeah, I like them. And, and like you said, Pete Carroll's historically good here on Monday nights, but yeah, somehow they're not dead yet. They're only a game and a half back of that seventh spot. Yeah. And yeah, I'm the same way. I don't think they make it, but I think this is a game that they play well that, you know, a bunch of talk this past week of whether or not Russell or Pete or both of them will be gone next year. So I, I think they, I think they have a big game tonight and I'm sure Russell came back a little too early uh, to try and give Seahawks a shot, right? The last two weeks, it seemed, you know, he was struggling with that. But, you know, with Washington winning two straight, I'm hesitant to think they'll make a playoff push. Even though Heineke's probably, well, I don't know, he's one of the more fun quarterbacks to watch, it seems like, this year. But it seems like Jekyll, you know, Jekyll and Hyde teams this year. So Seahawks playing like crap, Washington playing well. I think we see the opposite tonight. Yeah, this is a tough one. All right, Harry, what do you like? Look, on paper, I think this looks... Uh like a mismatch with Russell Wilson going up against Taylor Heineke, but straight up, I mean, Seattle just stinks. I mean, uh, 31st overall on defense. On offense, they have little to nothing of a running game. Their offensive line is shot. And uh, Washington has won two in a row. Mind you, two in a row, they, they win this one, they get to five and seven. They got two games left with Dallas, and they smoked Dallas last year. Dallas doesn't have this East wrapped up yet, just yet, Parley Kid. So I'm going to take Washington to win this game to get to five and seven and still have two against Cowboys. I think, you know, Mikey Meatballs and I were big, big, rare, rare rooting for the Giants um, day yesterday against uh, against the Eagles. I think that kind of wrapped it up. 
because, um, yeah, you said two more against Washington. All right, I don't want to talk about Dallas. Philadelphia, yeah. they got butter. But anyway, probably kid. Washington well, football team. Yeah, Harry, I agree with one. you here, but they won't be five and seven. They'll be five and six, Harry. They're four and six. So they'll be closing in on 500 with a win here. I think they got more to play for tonight than the Seahawks have to play for tonight. And the Seahawks, we're talking about a, a Washington team who they beat Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Carolina, which after watching Carolina play yesterday, um, doesn't is not as nearly as impressive as it was at that point. Uh, but two good wins for their team. They're feeling pretty good. I think Rivera gets the most out of his guys. I do. I don't think he's a, a great football strategist, but I do think he gets a lot out of his team. I think tonight on a Monday night, too, I think his team will rise to the occasion. I think this kid, Heineke, has some guts. He's got some moxie. I like him. I don't think he's going to win you a Super Bowl, but I think he can win you a game like tonight. Uh, and Seattle just seems dysfunctional right now. They seem dysfunctional. Wilson seems disinterested in playing with this team. I personally think he's on his way out the door at the end of the season. Uh, and losing just is going to facilitate that for him. And I think tonight kind of puts the end of the Seahawks. We won't hear about them after tonight. They'll be done. Washington it, wins in a close one. It just means a little bit more to them tonight. It, and guys like uh, having uh, Logan Thomas back helps tonight. He's a little bit of a, a weapon to have back. Right, Harry? I don't think he's yeah. been in their lineup. Right. Um, it's week three. Uh, right. So that he help, he'll he help them a little bit. Decent running back combination. McLaurin is a good receiver. Uh, I think they, they have enough to get this done tonight. They should win this game. They should. I'm looking at Fandle's numbers. They have both of them over under win totals. What do you think it is? What do you guys think? Mm. I mean, Washington, Washington six and a half. Well, it's the same. Yeah, they both. It's exactly. It's six and a half. Mm. Yeah, uh, over for Seattle's minus one seventy. Over for Washington is minus one twenty. Wow. And yet they play each other. And if you like Washington tonight, yeah, that's a good good bad. number to hit right there. All right, let's go to the player props right now. Um, while I like Seattle to win the game, I'm going Heineke over eighteen and a half rushing yards. We've had some success with this. Some of them we haven't, <laughs> like with Stafford. Uh, the parlay kid. What was that? A couple uh, Monday nights ago. That yeah, was pretty two bad. And a half he yards. Two and a half yards. He didn't do it. He gave it up. But five out of the 10 games, he's hit this over 18 and a half. Six of the last seven games, he's had runs of 10 or more yards. I kind of think he gets it going here. They haven't really Seattle gone against too many quarterbacks who like to take off. Little Colt McCoy at 18 yards uh, a couple weeks ago. Winston had 40. Otherwise, it's the big men and Stafford types. But Heineke, I think he Bus one, really one yard, one run, I think it'll be over 20. I don't need one. I need them all to add up to over 18 and a half. That pays minus 113. Heineke, over 18 and a half yards rushing. Harry, what do you like? Uh, I like Washington's J.D. McKissick, over 26 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Seattle's 30th versus the pass in the league. McKissick is second on the team in receptions. He's got 15 more than uh, wide receiver Adam Humphreys does. Uh, he's had 34 yards or more receiving yards in four of his last five games. I think he's going to play an integral part in this game for Washington. I'll take him over 26 and a half receiving yards. All right, brother Bry. Oh, you're stealing the parlay kid's favorite bet of all time. I know. Although, God, parlay kid and I usually have stunk with this the last like year and a half. Um, but I'm going Russell over one and a half touchdown passes. You know, we just talked about he sucked, but he's due for a bounce back here. You know, Washington has given up. 2.4 touchdown passes per game, which is the worst in the league. 
Um, and that's a lot, 2.4 uh, per game. Cam threw two last week. He actually completed 70% of his passes against Washington. So now we kind of know that's bad, right? So um, mm-hmm. so uh, I do think Russ finally bounces back. And I, I like that as like an even money bet. Yeah, pretty good. All right, Parley kid, what are you going with? Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm on Washington, but at the same time, I like a DK Metcalf over longer reception, 22 and a half yards here. Hmm. I don't know how this guy doesn't go over this number every game. Uh, he should be a dominating uh, force in this offense. Uh, really should be uncoverable one on one. They should be throwing the ball up to him minimum three, four, five times a game, just downfield. Uh, and he hasn't been hitting this number. He has gone over this five times, well over it this year, five times. But in other games, he's been trapped at like 17, 18-yard longest reception. I think for Seattle to have any chance tonight, they got to get Metcalf involved. I think they do. Uh, I just need one long one for me. Not even that long. 22 and a half is nothing for Metcalf. He gets yeah. this. Let's go. All right. Well, now, you know. This is the main event right here. Our award-winning first touchdown bets. We picked all three games for Thursday. The parlay kid bailed us out on the last one. We went over in the first game. We didn't uh, hit the second one. Who was it? Uh, Deshaun Jackson scored the first touchdown. Yeah. Raiders. Cowboys yeah, he was game. like thirty-five yeah. to one, I think, before that game. Too. We didn't have any of it, but Fort Knox came a calling. Parlay kid wins. Knox Dawson Knox tight end for the Bills scores first. So now we are up. By my account, I think I got it wrong the last because I'm counted. I think we're up like 72 units 70, on the year. If you 74. Just bet, 74. Yeah. If you just bet all of our, just bet all of them. Bet all wow. of our picks for first wow. touchdown. Pretty good. I mean, it's the one thing we could say we're good at. Um, and you talk about odds that don't make sense. Tyler Lockett, plus 850. He hasn't scored some September 19th over two months. Only three touchdowns. But he has averaged nine targets over the last three weeks. Still gets separation, still a deep threat, over a hundred yards in two of the last three games. And as the part, as uh, brother Bry pointed out, you know they allow two and a half touchdowns to uh, quarterbacks. Washington does almost two and a half, which is uh, I think Lockett gets the first one plus eight fifty, which is a good number for a guy who is due. Good player, Tyler Lockett plus eight fifty. Brother Brian, what are you going with? Yeah, so if Seattle scores, we should be in decent shape because I have Metcalf here at plus 750. Yeah. You know, he's he's really struggled since Russ has been back. And it's funny, he's been so frustrated in these games. He's looked like he's wanted to fight multiple guys. Um, but yeah, he hasn't <laughs> scored since Halloween, but he still has eight touchdowns on the season. And actually in three the three night games this season, he has the first touchdown in two of them. I know Parley Kid had him uh, one of the times earlier in the season. So I think they'll look to get yeah. him going early. Um, so I, I think he has a big game tonight. All right. There you go. Harry, you brought up Logan Thomas before you like him to score first. Yeah. Also, by the way, Sal, with your locket too, he does only have three touchdowns this year, but in, uh, two of those games has the first touchdown in uh, two of them. So that's, that's good. right. There uh, you go. I do like Logan Thomas at 11 to one, uh, supposed to, like I said, supposed to make his return from injury tonight. He has scored in two of the three games he's played in this season. Uh, a big game from Thomas to also would be a huge shot in the arm for Washington who's not out of the East yet and not out of the wild card race in the NFC either. So I'm going to take Logan Thomas in his return on Monday night at 11 to one. All right. And Parley kid, finish it up. You yeah. saved us Thursday night. Do it again. Yeah. I'm going to add plus 800. So I'm rolling with Terry McLaurin here. Uh, Washington's number one receiver. Uh, averages uh, almost double digit targets per game. Averages five and a half receptions per game. He's got five touchdowns on the year. Uh, I debated between him and Metcalf. 
I just think Washington uh, is the better team tonight. So I'll go with the team I think that's going to win, too, here to score early, score first. Let's go with Terry McLaurin at plus 800. All right. There you go. Like I said, just bet all of them. You're going to win money. Plus 74 units. What's a unit? I think it's about $50,000, right? So <laughs> I think. I don't know. Yes. So you're the three and a half million, something, something like that. 3.7. All right. The NFL playoff race is heating up. You can make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers get a $10 parlay bet bonus. Just place $20 in the same game parlay bet and get a $10 bonus regardless of if your bet wins or loses. You could do it with the Monday night game. I mean, take any of uh, what we just said. You like uh, Metcalf, longest reception over 22 and a half yards. You like Seattle, minus one. You like Heineke, over 18 and a half. Put all those together. It's called the same game parlay. And the payouts are great. Easy to use, live betting, fast withdrawals. When you win, FanDuel pays you your winnings in as little is two hours odds boost specials every day. Big super boost each weekend. Yes, there's no feeling like nailing a same game parlay. So lock yours in today on FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code against all odds to receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code against the odds. So they know that we sent you. All right, that'll do it. Harry, how was Thanksgiving? You stayed home. You had the, the uh, girlfriend yeah. and her parents there. Yeah, everything was good. We uh, used Ken's house, which was nice. Um, oh. uh, got it from his uh, the club. Got the food from the club that he's a member of, so it all worked out nice. Good time. Beautiful. Now Harry made me feel bad about not inviting. Keep in mind, they're in a different state. His his future in laws are coming to Arizona to have Thanksgiving, and he's that like, didn't make well, you feel bad. It was like Ken said I should at least ask you, and I was like, Harry, it's just going to be too hectic. And then Ken tells me, Oh, they hate meeting new people. <laughs> so how is that going to work? He, that, that's I was like, an, oh, that's, that's great. That's an I exaggeration. Too, and you so know that's how, good. We'll he, keep them away. Yeah. They <laughs> don't hate me. You know how he likes to exaggerate stories. Well, where would he get that? That they hate meeting new people. That seems like something because interesting. Because when up. you when you and when you and Ken threw my fiftieth uh, birthday party, uh, they were invited right. and they chose not to come because they didn't want to meet a bunch <laughs> of new people. Okay, so how's that exaggeration? If that's exactly the excuse they used. I mean, well, I like to well, meet people. Well, I didn't put them on a Southwest flight to come to them, California. But, I, but I didn't ask them to come to your house for Thanksgiving. All right. I'm confused. Right. I don't know what's going on here. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Parley, did you follow that? I don't know. No, I don't know. They, That's they, your assistant in Texas right there? That guy who just who just couldn't even explain what happened on Thanksgiving? That's gonna I think I explained it pretty good. That's going to be your strength and conditioning coach right there? Are you kidding me? Hook them horns. Hook them horns, uh, probably kid. Yeah, Scott. nutritionist or whatever. Yeah. All right, there you go. We will be back uh, tomorrow to preview the uh, Monday night game. We'll have stuff. We'll look at college. We'll look at basketball. We'll have stuff. That is, uh, I'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. For uh, Mikey Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.